Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Holy Girl Hotline. I'm your host, Sid, and today we're going to be talking all about emotions. We're going to be getting into the nitty gritty of those nasty emotions that feel like they control us, but really, in Christ, we have the power and we have the dominion over our emotions. So, that's what we're going to get into today, but first, I'm going to talk a little bit about my life and hopefully encourage someone who is going through the same types of things. Really, it's just school, y'all. Um, school's a lot. I had my first week of school last week. It was pretty good, actually. I really can't complain. Um, it's very, very busy. It's a very, very busy semester. So I'm definitely going to be kind of documenting my journey through reestablishing my routine with the Lord um, and fitting that into a very, very busy school semester. I think that as my semesters change and as I like register for new classes and have to transition my schedule and my routine, it's important for me to find and reestablish a routine of reading the word and finding a time to pray and fasting and all of those things. So it's it's really important that we have those disciplines. So I think I'm going to document my journey going through that on Instagram and also through the podcast. So definitely stay tuned for that. But yeah, if anybody's going through the same thing, I am here. I feel you. Like, it is hard reestablishing your routine in a new kind of school semester slash environment. So, yeah, I'm currently walking through that, trying to find the times that work best for me to uh, make sure I'm spending time with the Lord and submitting to Him each day as we're going to get into into this episode because submitting to Him and making sure that we're surrendering our emotions to Him affects how we act and everything, how we carry ourselves, how we present ourselves. So, Yes, it is very important, but I do have a praise report because I really love all my professors. Like, I feel like the Lord was just really gracious to me in which sections I registered for this semester because y'all last semester, I did not go to two of my classes because my professors were just bad and I just could not understand what they were teaching. So it was very much up to me to like teach myself through the textbook or like videos or other resources. So this semester, I feel very blessed that I have good professors that are, they all seem pretty passionate about their subjects, and I think the topics are interesting, so I'm actually pretty excited about school this semester. Like, it's looking, it's looking pretty good. It's going to be very hard, probably my hardest semester, definitely my hardest semester yet, but it's going to be good. I'm, I'm up for the challenge. With the Lord, we can do anything, so if anybody's walking through that season two, I'm right here with you, girl. I feel you. I'm with you. Let's do this together. Um, But definitely let's make sure that we're finding time for the Lord in our new schedules as well. But yes, anyways, let's go ahead and hop into this topic because I don't know how long it's going to take. I always say it could take long, but like, to be honest, I have no idea how long these are going to take to record. I'll just be writing down my thoughts and then just going. So we'll see where it takes us. But just as a little preface for this episode, we're talking about emotions. Really, I'm talking about taking control of our emotions rather than allowing our emotions to control and rule over us. The idea is that we have control and dominion over our emotions. A lot of times I feel like it's easy, especially as girls, to be ruled by our emotions and to act in our emotions and to be very emotional. And it's not that all emotions are bad. I am by no means saying that I'm a very emotional person, so I get it, okay? But I think it's important that we have dominion over our emotions. Another point that I wanted to emphasize is that emotions are not just emotions. A lot of times emotions breed our thoughts and then those thoughts turn into words and actions that can be hurtful to others. And I know like even if you haven't yet done this to someone, you've probably experienced it from someone where their emotions have manifested into words or actions that have been hurtful to you. 
And so we want to make sure that as women of God, that we are carrying ourselves in a way that as words and actions that are submitted to the Lord, words and actions that communicate that we are people of the Lord, that we do not act in our flesh, but we act in a way that is higher according to the spirit. So that's really the point of this episode, um, making sure that we're just carrying ourselves in a way that presents to the world that we're different. Um, It's important to control these emotions so that we don't convey to other people that we are of the world because emotions can make it really easy to do that. They could be regrettable sometimes, but sometimes it's really hard to control. So we're going to talk about some strategies, some principles, and of course, some biblical um, standards for you to help you realize that this is talked about in the Bible and that it's very important for us to submit those emotions. So as holy girls, as women of God, we want to produce fruit that glorifies the Lord. That is our ultimate goal to glorify him in everything that we do. But in order to do that, I feel it's really important to address the root of our actions, which often lies in our emotions. Like I said earlier, our emotions turn into thoughts and those thoughts can turn into words and actions. So if we get to the root, we can really start to pinpoint why we're acting and reacting the way that we are. So to start off, let's identify some of those sinful emotions. There is a long list of emotions that can fall under the category of sin. Okay, I'm not going to hit on all of them, but I'm going to hit on about four or five of them that I feel that the Bible really talks about that I think are a catalyst for a lot of our reactions and a lot of our sinful actions. And of course, there's more. You can think of some and reflect on some in your own time. And I would encourage you to write some down, write down some emotions that really get to you, some emotions that really have control over you right now. And we're going to talk about how to start to diffuse those and subdue those. So let's start off with fear, because fear is a big one. And I feel like it's just very practical. I get afraid of a lot. So let's talk about the emotion of fear. We're going to start in 1 John because 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So we see there's this contradiction, this juxtaposition, if you will. Okay, big words. <laughs> this juxtaposition of fear and love. So we can see that it's not something that God favors. Therefore, it is a sinful emotion. Next, we're going to talk about Oh, psych. Actually, one more verse about fear. 2 Timothy 1.7. And it says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Very popular verse. So again, we see a juxtaposition between fear and power, love, and self-control. Those are things that are of the spirit. Fear is something that is of the flesh. Now, again, these are there's plenty of verses that you can find to justify how these are sin. And I'd encourage you to do a word study of each of these emotions to kind of get a deeper understanding. But for the sake of time, we're going to move to the next one, which is anxiety. So Proverbs 12, 25 talks about anxiety. It says anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Another verse talking about this is actually from the words of Christ himself in Matthew six thirty four. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for if tomorrow will be anxious for itself, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. That's a command, y'all. I know a lot of times we hear this verse and it's like, oh, so, so encouraging, like we shouldn't be anxious, but we don't take it seriously. Anxiety is a sin. Like he says, do not be anxious. That's a command from the Lord. So that's something we should take seriously as well. Anxiety is a big thing that I struggle with and have struggled with throughout my life. So Learning to subdue that emotion and submit that to the Lord has been a process, but it's been so, so, so rewarding. So I would encourage you to take the emotion of anxiety seriously as well. The next one that we're going to move to is envy. I have one verse for this, which is Proverbs 14.30. A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. Yet again, we see that juxtaposition between life and envy, tranquility and envy. 
Next emotion, and this is a big one, y'all. This is a really big one that produces a lot of action and reaction, especially in myself, which is anger. Psalm 103, 8. Psalm 103, verse 8 talks about anger. So let's jump into that one first. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Now, this one's a little different than the others, I know. But as believers, as followers of Christ, we want to emulate the character of God. We want to be as close to representatives of God's character as we can. So if we know that God is something, then we should aspire to be like him in that character. We should aspire to act like him, to have our actions and our desires align with his actions and his desires and his character. So we see if the Lord is merciful and gracious and slow to anger, we should desire to be that as well. So anger is emotion that we should also learn to subdue. Last verse that I have for anger, obviously not the last verse in the Bible, but just the last one that I have for now is James 1 verses 19 and 20. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. This one is so, so, so good. Because I feel like, ooh, this one is so good. Because it's just so direct. Like, anger does not produce righteousness. A lot of times, I feel like anger comes... A lot of times, anger in Christians can come from a place of self-righteousness. But here James says that anger does not produce the righteousness of God, which I think is so powerful. And that's a whole nother topic. But yes, we see once again that anger is a negative emotion, a sinful emotion. So there's, like I said, many, many more. But these are just the ones that we're, I'm going to identify in this episode that really touched me. But I, like I said, I encourage you to reflect on some that impact you. Um, there's many, many emotions that we experience every single day, positive and negative. So make sure you take some time just to identify some more of those. But moving on, we're going to talk about, like I said, emotions attack our thoughts. So let's kind of delve into how can we guard our thoughts from attacks from our flesh and these sinful emotions, because it is our emotions that first go to our thoughts and then are able to manifest in our words and in our actions. So once we address and identify the root, which is the emotions, then how do we stop it from getting to the front line, which is our thoughts? Let's look at some verses to show us how to guard our thoughts, to guard our minds. First one we're going to look at is Colossians 3 verses 1 through 3. It says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Really what I want to hone in on is verse 2. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. So if the question is, how do we subdue these emotions by preventing them from getting to, to our thoughts, by preventing them from penetrating our thoughts and our minds, how do we do that? We set our minds on things that are above. We set our minds on the things of God. Because you guys know how thoughts work. It can be very easy to fix our thoughts and our minds on one thing for an entire day. I know for me specifically, like if my morning starts off rough and I'm <laughs> like, if something happens in the morning, I can literally fixate on it and it can control my mind for the rest of the day. I can just be thinking about that thing all day because it is what I fixed and set my mind on for the whole day. Or one thing about me also is like, if something embarrassing happens, I will overthink it for literally like the next three to five business days. Like <laughs> if I think something embarrassing has happened, I will dwell on it for such a long time because I've chosen to fix my mind on it and I don't allow myself to move forward or I don't allow other things to override those thoughts and I don't fix my thoughts on those things. 
So that's kind of how our thoughts work. And that's how I kind of want to approach how do we subdue these emotions here? Instead of fixating on these emotions that we're feeling and allow, instead of setting our thoughts on these emotions, instead, let's set our thoughts on things that are not of the earth, that are not of our emotions, that are not of our flesh. But let's set our minds on things that are of God, because then that's going to produce fruit that is of God. When we set our mind on our emotions, it's going to produce fruit that comes out of those emotions, right? It's going to produce sinful fruit, negative fruit. But when we set our minds on on the word, on the things of God, then it's going to produce that positive fruit that pleases him and that we want to present and portray to the world. Another verse that kind of corroborates this is Philippians 4 verses 8 and 9. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, I think it's funny that he keeps saying brothers, but like majority of y'all listening are, are very much sisters. So when I say brothers, imagine I'm saying sisters, okay? Anyway, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. I think that verse was just so beautiful because it's it's saying focus on the things that are so contrary to your flesh. Your flesh wants you to focus on the things that are not lovely, that are not true, that are not honorable, that are not pure. Your flesh wants you to set your mind and fixate on those things so that the fruit that you will produce will come out of those things that you're fixating on. And I think it really is that practical. I know it sounds so simple, but I think our minds are simple in that way. I've, before recording this episode, like I've really tried to put into practice when I feel a negative emotion or sinful emotion stirring up and I see it starting to take root in my mind and I feel myself starting to dwell on it, I immediately start combating it with with scriptures. And I think our minds are so simple that when we start to flood our minds with better things, when we start to flood our minds with things that are that are contrary to what we've been dwelling on. And slowly those negative emotions start to be pushed out. They start to be subdued. And that's also the power of the word of God too. I can't say that for everything. Like I can't say that if you try and fill your mind and distract yourself with anything that it's going to have that effect. But I do know that if you fill your mind with the word of God, it has power to start to take root in your mind and to influence your thoughts, your words, and your actions. I think what's important to realize here is that we have a choice, right? We are no longer obligated to react in the way that our flesh and our emotions and our worldly desires would have us to react. We have power and we have dominion over those things. So we can now choose to react that way in our flesh, but we also have the power of God and we have the power of his spirit and we have the power of his word to begin to replace and fill our minds with things that are better. And if you don't believe me, I want you to actually try it. Next time you feel yourself starting to get consumed by an emotion and you feel like it might turn into words or action, I want you to just open up the Bible app and literally start filling your mind and setting your mind on the things of God and see if that negative emotion persists. See if it is allowed to stay because the Bible says that when you fix your mind on things above, those things can't stay. It's going to override those negative emotions. It's going to subdue those negative emotions. So I want you to try it. Next time you're in a situation with someone who may not be a believer and they're reacting with their emotions, just know that you don't have to do the same. I want you to literally try and start fixing your mind on the things of God. Next thing I want to talk about is the power of the Holy Spirit in this situation because we are not empowered by ourselves to do these things. It is our flesh that tries to kill us, but Graciously, God has given us his spirit and it empowers us to have the ability to rule over our emotions and our flesh. So I want to talk a little about the works of the flesh versus the fruit of the spirit. So let's turn to Galatians 5 verses 16 through 24. 
Okay, this is a longer passage, but bear, bear with me because it's worth it. Verse 16 says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, ding ding ding, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, there goes envy, and drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. There's so much to unpack here, you guys. This is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite passages of the entire Bible. Like, I love, I love the letters. I love Paul's letters, first of all. But besides the point, I think it's just so practical because these are some of the ways that I like to measure the goodness of God in my life because I look at the works of the flesh and I see some of the things that I used to struggle with so bad before I was in Christ like things that I really used to be a slave to and then now I look at my life and I see how he's delivered me from so many of these things and he's transformed me by the spirit to produce so much more fruit of the spirit and never will I be perfect never I don't want you to get the idea that like automatically all of these things are just going to switch that's not the case there are still times, of course, where I act in my flesh and I do not walk according to the spirit. And I don't choose to set my mind on things that are above, but I do choose to react in my emotions. But I just want us to be aware and conscious of how we can begin to subdue those emotions and how we can walk in the spirit to produce this fruit of the spirit. So a couple things that I want to highlight here is that the works of the flesh are these actions that I was talking about earlier, right? Works are actions. So the works of the flesh are things that are born out of those sinful and negative emotions, kind of like the ones we identified earlier. We saw two of them were actually mentioned here, anger and envy, but the other actions that are listed here are all born out of these negative emotions like fear, anxiety, envy, anger, and there's so many more. But all of the works of the flesh, all of the actions of our flesh are born out of and are aligned with our negative emotions. So if we don't want to produce the works of the flesh, if we don't want to act according to our flesh, then we have to attack the root, which is those emotions. We have to begin to learn how to subdue and how to rule over those emotions. On the contrary, the fruit of the spirit are actions that are in line with the spirit of God, actions that please God. When we produce fruit out of these emotions, it is fruit that glorifies him and is fruit that uplifts and, and encourages and builds up others. One thing I want us to recognize here is that our flesh is trying to kill us. Our flesh is literally opposed to the things of the spirit. And as believers, we want to walk with the spirit. We want to glorify God, but just know that you have a flesh that is warring against you. You have a flesh that is quite literally trying to keep you from doing the things of God. So this is not easy. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged when you, you know, you fall into any of these works of the flesh. Don't be discouraged when you react out of your emotions. It happens. We're human. You have a flesh that is literally trying to get you to do these things. But just know that 
God has given you grace and he's given you the spirit of God to empower you to not stay in that place, to grow past this place. That's what sanctification and transformation is all about. He is doing a work in us that is not yet completed, but he's doing a work in us to transform these ways that we had in our flesh to ways that glorify him. We are completely and fully dependent on his spirit and his transformative power to produce this work in us. It's not something we can do on our own. It's not something that we can willpower by ourselves so don't be discouraged just know that he's given us his spirit to depend on and to rely on to produce this fruit in us i want to focus on the ending part of this passage that i read real quick which was crucified the flesh with its passions and desires and it really just highlights how the flesh has its own passions and desires the flesh has its own way of empowering us with sinful desires that align with our negative emotions our flesh has a way of empowering us to do things that are anti-God, empowering us to do things that displease God, things that are sinful, right? But the spirit is opposed to this and emboldens us and empowers us to walk with God and to glorify him. I'm hoping this is making sense, but let's keep going a little bit here. So I want to read 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 through 5 to help kind of emphasize the role that the Holy Spirit plays in this transformation and in our subduing of our emotions, because we can't do it alone. It says, For though we walk in flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Now, in this passage, Paul is talking about ministry, and he's talking about apologetics and things like that. But I think this principle of taking captive our thoughts to obey Christ and being having the divine power of the spirit still applies, right? Taking captive our thoughts means that we don't just allow our thoughts to immediately turn into action. We take captive those thoughts means we take control of those thoughts. We subdue those thoughts. We evaluate those thoughts and we are able to take them captive and submit them to Christ so that we will produce fruit that is obedient to him. We don't allow those thoughts to take root in our minds and produce fruit that comes out of those negative emotions. Instead, we take captive those thoughts. We submit them to the word of God. We see, hey, is this thought that I'm having aligned with the word of God? Is this in the will of God? And after we do that, we're able to react in a way that pleases him. But we need the Holy Spirit to do that, right? We can't do this alone. We have a flesh that's warring against us, right? But it is the Holy Spirit that empowers us to be able to take these thoughts captive. Another verse that kind of talks about this same thing of being being controlled by our emotions and our flesh is Romans 6 verses 22 and 23. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And this verse is so powerful because it's so liberating. Like Yes, we have a flesh that is warring against us. Yes, we have emotions and desires that are warring against us. But guys, we are no longer slaves to these emotions. God has set us free. We are now slaves to him. So these thoughts and these emotions that used to rule over us in our past, they no longer have power over us. We're no longer slaves to them. They are no longer our master. We are able to take control of our emotions and our thoughts, thanks to the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's so beautiful because it's like taking control of your life. It's like taking control of your flesh. It's so empowering and liberating to know that even when we have really, really strong emotions, we don't have to respond that way. Even when we have really, really strong thoughts and compelling thoughts, we know that we can take them captive to obey Christ. It's really great 
to look back on your life and see how the Lord has been transforming you. And if you're just starting your journey, I I encourage you to document your process of just subduing your emotions and taking captive your thoughts and all of these things and and seeing how the Lord is transforming you by his spirit. Because for me, I'm going to go a little bit into a, a testimony of my own in a bit, but it's just so nice seeing how he has allowed me to take control over so many emotions that in the past I would have just reacted on. And even now the temptation to just react in emotion is so strong. There's so, there's so many situations where I, it would just be so much easier to just, boom, just react in my emotion. But the spirit enables me to pause, to evaluate this emotion, to identify it as sin, and to not allow it to attack my thoughts, but instead to set my mind on things that are above, to set my mind on things that are pleasing to God. And out of those disciplines come fruit that is pleasing to God, fruit that is beneficial to others. So on that note, we're going to jump into some disciplines that I think will really help with subduing our emotions. And I kind of talked about them before, but it's really just a summary of how can we subdue our emotions on a day-to-day basis. First, read the word daily. I know that's not like a huge revelation, but I think it is so true. As we talked about in the verses earlier that we read, it is so important to fix our mind on the things of God. It is so important to set our mind on things that are above. And the only way we can really do that is by knowing scripture and by meditating on it daily. Because there's not, it's not always going to be a situation where you can open up your Bible and start reading, right? You might be in a situation where you're talking to somebody and they start to react in their emotions and it's like, whoa, now you have to react, right? But if you know the scripture and you meditate on, meditate on it day and night, then it'll become, it will begin to come to your mind. And even when you're in situations where your flesh is begging you to just react and respond, the scripture will begin to flood your mind and you'll be able to set your mind on that just because you're so filled with the word of God and it will begin to influence how you react and how you act and even your words. So a verse that I have to kind of back this up because I want to give a basis for everything that I say with scripture is Joshua 1.8. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. I think this verse is so beautiful and so practical honestly it's like if you read the word of God and you meditate on it day and night it will begin to fill you it will begin to become what your thoughts fixate on you begin it'll become so easy to just set your mind on the things of the Lord even when you're in situations where your emotions want to take hold your emotions want to take control but since you know the word of God it's going to come up and it'll be so much easier for you to react according to the word and according to the spirit because you'll be walking in the spirit because you'll be meditating on the word of God. So just make sure you set yourself up in a way that will help your future self, if that makes sense. Like right now, start the discipline of reading the word every day. Start the discipline of praying. Start the discipline of walking in the spirit so that when in the future you're in situations, you won't be caught off guard and you won't have the only source that you have to look to is your emotions. But no, you'll have a positive foundation and you'll have another source, which is the word of God that will start to come to your mind when you're in these situations. So set yourself up well, prepare for situations where your emotions will be strong. Another way that has seriously, seriously helped me, and I know it can sound cliche, but this is something that I did and am continuing to do, but I've seen the fruit of it in my life, is to pray for the Lord to continue the work of sanctifying and transforming your desires. Ultimately, as believers, we want our will 
to be submitted to the will of God. We want our desires to align with his desires for us. And we want everything that we do to be submitted to him, including our emotions. So if you pray that he would sanctify your emotions and transform your desires, then eventually you'll start to see that change. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11 says, And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. This verse is basically saying, all of us, before we were saved, we were in our flesh. We were slaves to our flesh. We used to react in our emotions because it's all we had. We didn't have the Spirit of God to tell us any better. We didn't have the Word of God that allowed us to set our mind on things above. We didn't have any of that. So we used to be under the control of our emotions. But now the Lord is sanctifying and justifying and working in us to transform us so that we can be more and more like Christ. So pray for that. And last little tip I'll give you that is so, so important for me is to surround yourself with a community of people who bear the fruit of the spirit and build you up and hold you accountable for your actions. Because having that type of community is biblical and it's so important. I'll say, if you surround yourself with people who react in their emotions, it's not gonna be that hard for you to react in your emotions. Like if you, <laughs> if you surround yourself with people who walk according to the flesh, it's going to be hard for you to walk according to the spirit because your flesh already wants to kill you and their flesh doesn't want the best for you either. So how much harder would it be for you to walk according to the spirit? But when you fill your, when you surround your space and you surround yourself with people who also want to subdue their emotions and people who want to control over their flesh and people who want to walk according to the spirit, it'll be so much easier for you to do so. And also these people can hold you accountable when you do slip up. There'll be people there to, you know, call you out when you're reacting in your emotions. There'll be people there to call you out when you're walking according to your flesh, because that's important, too. Sometimes I can't even see it. I'll be walking according to my flesh. I have a little attitude and it'll be those people who I know love me. But those people who also walk according to the spirit who are alongside me, they'll say, hey, you got an attitude. You need to check that. Right. And sometimes I'm blinded to it and I can't even see it, you know, and that's. That's the benefit of having people who walk according to the spirit and have discernment as well, because they, while saying it in love, they'll tell you the truth, right? And so it's important to have people that will hold you accountable and that will push you to walking on the spirit and not in your flesh and will push you on the journey of not being controlled by your emotions. Okay, to wrap this all off, guys, I want to give a little personal testimony about something that the Lord has done in my life. And actually, I just realized this, like I, I, I don't know why, but this was just a huge revelation to me literally this week. And it's that the Lord has delivered me from a manifested manifestation of anger that I used to have really bad, which was holding grudges. <laughs> Y'all, I used to hold grudges so bad, like, and it would come from a place of anger. So like the negative emotion that we talked about earlier was anger, right? We talked about how anger was a sin, how it doesn't align with the character of God, all that. So that was a negative emotion and it produced thoughts that the enemy would use to be like, ah, oh, this person, this person doesn't have the best for you. This person never wants to see you succeed, this, this, and that. And those thoughts would spiral. And then eventually those thoughts would turn into actions, which was grudges. So like, I would not talk to a person for unreasonable amounts of time. Like, is bad. I would hold a grudge for so long. Like I would literally give someone the silent treatment for a crazy amount of time because my negative emotion, which was anger, held such a control over me is not even funny. So 
I just looked back and for some reason the Lord just revealed to me, but like, I'm no longer bound by that. It is so easy for me to, okay, wait, I don't want to say it's so easy, but it's a lot easier for me to forgive now. It's a lot easier for me to walk with grace because of how much grace I've been given, I think. And it's like, wow, God has forgiven me of so much. And he is so gracious to me every single day when I sin against him every single day. And every day he gives me new mercies and he, he removes my sins from me and he blots out my transgressions. So it's so much easier for me to be like, wow, okay, of course I forgive you for this. Of course I can forgive someone who's wronged me. Of course I can, I can treat someone with grace and respect and love, even if they've wronged me, because how much has my father done for me? Right. And I just slowly watched him like transform my life. And now I've, I've been like faced with situations where it'd be very easy to like not forgive and hold grudges. But instead I found myself so forgiving and so anger less, if that makes sense. Like it's, it, it would be harder for me to pretend to be angry than to just like admit that I am walking in forgiveness. And that doesn't always look like you know, automatically being like, okay, yay, like, I forgive you, like, you're automatically have the same proximity in my life, like, no, you have to be wise, you have to be prudent, but I'm definitely noticing in my life that anger is not an emotion that holds as much control over me as it used to, and I'm praising God for that, and it's still a work in progress, obviously, there's still times where I react according to my anger, but I can just see the fruit of transformation, he's bringing me through and I'm just I'm very very grateful for that and he's very faithful so if that encourages anyone then just know that he is faithful to transform and these things that he's saying in his word are are very very true because I've seen it in my own life and like he's just truly made me a, a different person so I'm very very grateful for that and just know that any of these emotions that you struggle with he is faithful to deliver you from them he is faithful to give you control over them and dominion over them and you can subdue them just set your mind on things that are above meditate on his word and his scripture so that when those emotions come they don't even have a place they don't even have a place like the word of god is the only thing that's on your mind so it's always going to prevail okay guys that's all i got for this episode i love you all so 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 much i wish i could meet you guys all and just give you a hug but Anyways, I hope this episode helps. The point of all this is just to kind of share my experiences and the things that I've learned from reading the word of God and the wisdom that I've gained from my experiences and to hopefully share that so that maybe somebody listening will be encouraged. And my goal with this is like, not that you will hope to be like me, but that you will turn towards the father, that you would turn back towards the Lord and that you would be inspired and encouraged to go to him with all of these emotions and all of these fleshly things that we struggle with and that's ultimately the goal like just as I'm going to him about the things that I'm dealing with in my life I want you to do the same so I hope you're encouraged and I love you so much if you're not already following me on Instagram you definitely should come join the community because I was talking about the community that holds you accountable and that's what we're doing over here at the Holy Girl Hotline okay we're gonna hold each other accountable we are going to build each other up we're going to encourage each other so if you're not already follow on Instagram at Holy Girl Hotline and I'm doing some more engagement things on there and just more interaction things hopefully some live bible studies coming soon but yeah more stuff like that to come i love you guys so much i'm excited for everything the lord is doing and working in each of our lives and yeah i really do love you i'm praying for you i'm thinking of you and have a great rest of your week girly love you bye